Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Mo Schlachter, a registered dietitian who started off in the business world, went to culinary school, became a chef, and is now running his own nutrition private practice. I'm not on LinkedIn very much, but there was one day when I was and came across Mo. We all know there are not many male dietitians in our profession, so I'm always curious when I come across one and one that has his own business. Mo is an amazing human doing amazing things currently and throughout his lifetime so far. His story is very unique as he started in the business world, went to Israel for culinary school, became a chef in New York City, and then a few years later going back to school for dietetics after a conversation and encouragement from a friend. He is starting year three of his private practice, Houston Family Nutrition, in a community that he loves. Please enjoy my conversation with Mo. Here at the office. Very good. Well, I'm excited. I got to meet you in person before our conversation today. So that's fun. <laughs> yeah, we got to uh, hang out a little bit at Fency. Um, yes. Really, really by chance. And I'm really glad that we uh, did get that FaceTime before we met today. I know. I know. Great- no, what? Yeah, I was gonna say, that, was a, that was a really great event. Thanks for hosting. Oh, thanks for coming. I'm glad you came because then I now I can visualize your face as I'm chatting with you. <laughs> well, I, well, hope that's a good thing. It is a good thing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you take me back to um, take me back to when you kind of had had dietetics kind of came into your career radar and take me through the steps that kind of led you to the path where you're at today. Sure. Um, so. You know, my first kind of touch with dietetics was uh, getting a chance to visit with a dietitian um, myself when I was in uh, in high school, um, and really just learning a lot about um, health and a lot about how food, of course, can uh, impact our health. And you know, at the time, you know, that was uh, something uh, I was curious about, and um, you know, also. Uh, leaning towards science in in my interests, at least, um, you know, it was it was interesting to see that it was out there. Uh, but I didn't really consider it a career path for myself until much later on. So you always kind of had an interest in health. How did you meet a dietitian in high school? Was it through a, a program at school, or was it a friend of the family? Um, yeah, actually, it was a, a friend of a family. Um, so I got to, um, you know, just hear a little bit about uh, what she did. And she actually owned a private practice. And, you know, just actually getting to talk about that now, it's it's really interesting because, I mean, I, at the time, it really was the furthest thing from my mind that I would, you know, end up not only having a private practice of my own, but really, uh, enjoying having a private practice of my own and just like making that my, my career mission or, or my, my life's work. So, um, it really came a long way from there. Um, at the time it was really just, um, you know, just another, um, opportunity that, uh, that was out there in my mind. 
Um, but it didn't really stand out to me as something um, that really that really spoke to my soul uh, as it does today. Well, just kind of when you were, you know, when you said I, I met a dietitian when I was in high school and it really wasn't something that I was like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do when sure, I grow sure, up, sure. but it was right. a piece of the puzzle. So what was kind of like your next steps as, you know, when you think about your profession after high school? Yeah. So I'll I'll take you through kind of um, my little my little journey there after high school. Uh, I went my first um uh, my first pursuit was a degree in business. Uh, it was kind of a, a default option. It wasn't, again, something I was particularly interested in. It was uh, something I felt was kind of safe. Uh, you know, uh, the family that I, uh, I guess my family had was uh, are all uh, business minded. Um, you know, they'll, they occupy different um, you know, positions within uh, within corporations. So it could be uh, you know, accounting professionals and law professionals. And, um, again, really, you know, nine to five jobs, the attache case, the whole, you know, commute and everything. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of what I saw as work life. I, I didn't really see, uh, any other option. So, I mean, it was kind of my rite of passage to, to pursue it. Uh, but it really didn't end up speaking to me. So, you know, after, uh, you know, graduating with a degree, working in uh, insurance and, you know, I had some great opportunities. I met some great people, but it was, um, again, it wasn't really my, my passion. I felt really good about my uh, skill and, and expertise with food, just cooking, you know, as an amateur. Um, and, you know, after a little while, I, you know, built up the courage and I had some great support to pursue that as a, a next step in my career. So um, kind of shifting from business over to uh, the culinary world where I can lean on my, uh, my food expertise and uh, really flourish there. So you, so you kind of came back full circle after you met with a dietitian, but then you kind of had your own personal experiences with cooking. So culinary, you had an interest in that. So when you say that you had a culinary interest, are you like really fancy in the kitchen or what kind of things do you like? Why did you get interested in that culinary aspect? Yeah. So, I mean, food was really just something I felt kind of natural with. I mean, I grew up uh, cooking with my mom, uh, you know, being around the kitchen, uh, seeing how she she did things she had. You know, I kind of recall the way she would season food and marvel at, at the fact that there was no measuring involved and, you know, just kind of wondering <laughs> how, like, it, it almost looked like magic to me. Just, you know, it, no matter what, no matter what she would shake in there, like, you know, how, how did that, you know, end up just tasting so good? So, you know, some of my, my earliest memories there were, were just watching her cook and really, you know, season and tasting and, um, and, you know, now coming, back to, to my current clients, it's those principles really, seasoning and tasting that, you know, are often maybe overlooked to, to a beginner. Um, but that's really what, you know, sets, uh, you know, a chef apart from, from you know, or, or a, a, a pro from, from anyone who, um, you know, hasn't really uh, gotten started. It's really just being able to lean on your palate a little bit and, and experiment and try new things. So, um, you know, growing up and kind of building that skill set and 
you know, the older I got and being a guy, I just kind of looked around at my peers and, you know, not a lot of uh, my peers were cooking. So whenever there was something to cook, I would, you know, be the one who would, uh, you know, would fall to me and then just seeing how it was received by everyone. So it really kind of, it's the thing that I felt really um, strong in where I felt um, that I had an edge. So, um, you know, I guess later on, it, it was something that um, I decided to lean into a little more um, and see how far I could take it. That's really, I think, that, don't you feel like when you think of the best dish you've ever had, it's always something your mom has cooked. Do you kind of feel that way? Yeah, I'd say so. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of, you know, the beauty of our profession. I mean, sometimes we're talking about really, uh, you know, serious illnesses and diseases and things like that. And, you know, the the room and the mood can get a little grim. Uh, but sometimes, you know, we just get to connect with with our clients and just kind of help them connect back to memories of their, you know, their, their mom, their grandma, their, you know, family meals and dinners and just kind of visit uh, a time in the past, which um, which is really special. It kind of, you know, sets our uh, sets our profession apart, I would say. I think so, too, because I think those positive food memories and experiences kind of set the groundwork for their vision and how they view food as an adult or, you know, at home or when they're cooking. Yeah, definitely so. And, and you know, it, it'll show up a lot, you know, in, in, in the counseling work that I'll do. Um, you know, just kind of understanding, uh, you know, current challenges, uh, or using history to understand current challenges and, you know, getting a, a feel for, you know, what the vibe around food was for, for an individual growing up where, um, you know, they might present as, as being a, a self-identified picky eater. Um, but then, you know, go, going back and, and seeing, you know, maybe, uh, meal times or maybe there were, uh, you know, some hangups around, um, you know, how food was presented even from a young age. So it's really interesting to see, uh, of course, not only the, the memory aspect, but really just how, um, I guess lots of childhood experiences will, will shape, um, you know, our, our outlook and, and attitudes as adults. For sure. And that's, it's interesting that you say that, that you, uh, kind of tap into that with your own, with your own business and all the clients that you see. I never thought of that, of doing that more when I'm counseling patients of like kind of maybe tapping into early, early life and food experiences. Sure. And, you know, I, and I, I guess we're going to be jumping around here a little bit, just kind of going past and present, you know, in our conversation too, which, you know, I hope, hope you're okay with. Um, Absolutely. But yeah. But that aspect really is, is uh, something that, you know, we're intentional here at my clinic, which by the way, you know, I, I guess I should, you know, tell you what it's called. It's Houston Family Nutrition. Um, it, it's really helping individuals identify, you know, not only the what, but the whys and the hows, or, you know, helping people um, become aware of, you know, how barriers are maybe part of a bigger pattern or um, how, again, old challenges or challenges that they might be aware of in one area of their life might also be showing up in in food and and it's really eye-opening to clients and um it's something that has been really well received and has been really effective in uh the therapy that we do 
Interesting. Yes, we are going to jump around. So maybe we should go back to. Sure. So you, we'll go back just so we can connect the dots of how you got from business to culinary to dietetics. So how long yes. did you work in the, how long did you work in the insurance field then before you decided to take the leap into culinary slash dietetics? Sure. Um, now my wife would definitely be remiss when she listens to this, just knowing, you know, I glossed <laughs> over uh, a very important detail in there. So of course I met uh, my wife uh, on the very first day of my business degree. Um, it was her first day of, of college. Yeah. It was my first day of, of college too. Um, I was coming from uh, an internship in the city and I was, you know, dressed to the nines and, um, I walk into walk into class and I kind of seized an opportunity to just be a class clown right off the bat. And I noticed <laughs> that the professor's desk was vacant. So I went and plopped my stuff down on onto the desk and kind of got the room in order and got everyone's attention. And then when everyone got quiet and put their phones down and, you know, looked up front, I just kind of, you know, said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, and walked over to my seat and everyone had a good laugh about that. <laughs> so did you sit next to her or did she yeah. just find she wanted to talk to you after that so i sat behind her and now i'm going to give that as a tip to anyone who just you know is wants to go that route and just meeting someone if you you sit behind them and you, you tap your foot on their chair and you kind of you know just get their attention <laughs> any way you can i guess it, it'll pay off in the long run I like, well, see, that's exactly why you needed to go into business school for sh that short period of time. That, so you can that, meet your wife. That's <laughs> right. So it was, it was definitely, uh, you know, a, a rewarding experience. And, you know, we studied together. We pursued the degree together. We uh, got married uh, just, you know, around graduation time. And, um, you know, we kind of, uh, you know, hit the ground running from there. So, uh, after, after business, um, you know, so worked in, in, in the business field for about a year and a half, um, or so just, uh, trying to feel things out. And then, um, with her support and, uh, family support, we, um, had the opportunity to, uh, pursue, you know, I had the opportunity to pursue formal culinary education, which, um, I, I pursued in, uh, in Israel, um, at the Jerusalem Culinary Institute. Wow. Yeah, it was such an amazing experience. It was uh, 10 months and, you know, living in a, a foreign country, um, it, I think is one of the most powerful experiences anyone can um, really go through um, or kind of uh, grab, I should say. Um, it really, there's nothing, there's nothing that can change someone's outlook on, on life just by, again, like walking a mile in someone else's shoes per se um, and seeing something vastly different than you know, what, what we're, we're used to seeing, um, you know, day in, day out. So, um, mm -hmm. that experience was great on that level, but the, the schooling was fantastic. We, we, uh, were housed in a, a little villa in, in a small village, kind of in between large cities and, um, just got a chance to be around food, grow food, cook food, talk food, you know, complete immersion for, for 10 months and, and just, um, you know, really, developing that love, that passion, that, um, enthusiasm and, and seeing things almost anew, even though I had, I'd cooked, um, on my own for a while, just really seeing, um, the power that food has, um, you know, from, 
our preparation to uh, again like even the small details like um you know the way we would care for our equipment the way we would care for the kitchen space the way we would um check on each other and just kind of um you know build that, that camaraderie um and it, it was it was really a, a transformative experience wow and your wife was with you there and did she do that did she also go to culinary school or she was just there as supporting you and being part of the experience yeah she so she did not attend culinary school with me although she, i mean we we got it, everyone in the school got to know each other and you know we hosted um you know the the guys and gals at, at our place for for dinners and um you know she was part of the crew but she wasn't um, pursuing culinary education uh, at the time. Um, you know, she was flexing her entrepreneurial muscles. Um, she was running a, a retail store from afar. Um, so she, wow. you know, she had her own thing going too. Um, but it was a great uh, shared experience. And um, again, one will never forget. And I think the the lasting memory from from all that is um, just getting a chance to, you know cook dinner and, and really take, take time with cooking. Not like, you know, not, uh, you know, dinner in 10 minutes, which is, there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. Um, but really just kind of devoting a lot of time and, and you know, way too much time to it. And, um, you know, choosing the right wine and, um, you know, going on, uh, out on, on like a roof, a rooftop that we had you know, at our place and, um, just really oh surreal things that, you know, um, I couldn't have imagined, uh, myself as a young person just getting to enjoy. And, um, that was really something. Will you ever go back? Would you see yourself like going back and like, well, I would say this, um, it was a, it, I mean, I, I will visit whenever, whenever I can, um, you know, and it, it's definitely, um, you know, spending a lot of time there, you kind of, um, you know, you feel, you feel invested to a certain degree. Um, but my, my aim, my focus, my intention, my, um, my business, my everything, my, where I'm raising my family. I mean, that's, that's Houston. And, um, we just couldn't be prouder of, uh, you know, of, of Houston and the city, the, you know, and all the people that we've connected with. And, um, so Houston really is our, um, you know, are, are here and, and forever, so to speak. Gotcha. Well, that's awesome. So after culinary school, what a great experience. Yes. I think that it's a very unique thing about you. What was, what was the next steps? What did you envision doing, doing with that? Education? Sure. So, I mean, I, I took the culinary education, uh, you know, went back to, uh, came back, uh, your home, which at the time I was living in New York City, and uh, to be a young chef, there are probably very few places on the planet, um, you know, better than New York City to, uh, you know, to to practice. Um, so that was an amazing experience in itself. Uh, cooking in different restaurants, um, you know, in the city, just serving. Um, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people, the, the high pressure, the adrenaline, the, uh, the chaos, the, it's like every day it felt like you were, you know, um, kind of playing game seven of the world series, you know, just really, uh, really <laughs> intense. And, and, you know, in the food world, I guess, or maybe in every industry, everyone, everyone likes to take themselves seriously. So, you know, looking back on it now, um, 
you know, a, a potato that wasn't peeled quite right, you know, was a, was a crisis, you know, in, back at the time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's when, when, when you're in it, I mean, there is, there's really um, a, a lot that you can, I guess you, you know, I was able to learn from, um, you know, that experience and just, um, you know, at the end of the day, nothing else matters except for, you know, the food that you're able to put on the plate to, you know, enhance that individual or that couple's experience. And, um, you know, there was something really special about being involved in, you know, we talked earlier about, um, or we, we talked about uh, food being part of, uh, you know, some, some special memories. So thinking of, of, Mm-hmm. Being a touching that or being a part of that in some small way was was really exciting and really rewarding. So, um, you know, after culinary school, um, having the opportunity to cook in different restaurants and catering establishments in New York City was uh, really, really uh, amazing and rewarding. Um, and then at the same time, uh, you know, I, I, I guess at the same time, looking for some stability, looking for um you know, something with, uh, I guess, where you're not working during all those special occasions or, or holidays that, you know, everyone else is enjoying, um, you know, taking a look and, and seeing, okay, how can I leverage um, my food experience, my passion, um, and my expertise in a way that felt a little bit more um, secure, a little bit more stable, um, a little bit less chaotic, which, um, you know, uh, from, uh, building a young family at the time, um, was really important to me. So, um, that's kind of where, uh, the transition occurred. So how long did you, chefing is hard. I mean, like, I feel like the hours for being a chef, like you said, with like holidays and mostly working evenings. And I mean, that takes a toll on you after a while, just where like, yeah, it really does. And, you know, there's, uh, um, a lot of physical energy that goes into it. A lot of, you know, again, mental energy as well. Um, and of course the hours, if we're, you know, a a restaurant that's serving dinner, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be there till the last person leaves. So that means, you know, we're not going to be out of there until, you know, one, 2 AM. And, um, in New York city, you know, transit could be, um, you know, unpredictable and, uh, you know, closures and (laughs) snow and, you know, some things can, uh, really, you know, get you, you know, back home, not before two thirty or so, and you got to turn it around and, and get out there the next day too. So, um, it definitely was, uh, was taxing, um, but more than anything, it was, um, you know, seeking something again with a little bit more stability, a little bit more predictability. Um, you know, there was a lot, it was really a hard decision, to, uh, you know, to leave that behind because, you know, there's nothing, nothing quite like the thrill and adrenaline of a, of a dinner service as a line cook or, um, you know, uh, as a sous chef, just, you know, kind of bringing your team up on through challenging situations. Um, it's very here and now it's very, you know, instant, you know, instant reward on, on your, on your hard work. So it, it was difficult to, to kind of leave that behind. You kind of sound like an adrenaline. You kind of sound like you're an adrenaline junkie, just a little bit, Mo. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what? I, I don't know if that would. I don't know if that would be like the first tattoo I ever get. But in in that way, I would say I would say yes. Yeah. I would say that 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 particular uh, you know type of adrenaline was uh, was was really great. great. And um, you, you know, so from from. Uh, 
I guess, the leaving the chef world. So um, even at that time, I, I didn't really know that I was going to be a dietitian. I knew I was going to go do something else. Um, and I didn't know if it was going to try to open my own restaurant or do something more business focused or, or open a food line. Um, and a, in an amazing three year little journey, um, started when, you know, I was just playing some, uh, playing softball with some friends and, uh, someone who I knew really well, you know, we got to play together. Um, he told me that he was going, uh, to school to be a dietitian. Mm. And he was really stoked about it. And he just said, you know, come on this journey with me. And it was pretty spontaneous, although I was in a ready position to take my next opportunity. Um, but when we were playing in, in August and, you know, admissions were just about closing and it was kind of a snap decision to to jump back in and to go for that second degree um, to go to do school all over again. I mean, it did mean um, again that I would be leaving um, leaving the workforce, you know, or full time workforce to go back to school, which was a, a you know a shared family decision. Um, but it was one that we, you know, again, my wife and I, we were able to make with conviction and. In August of 2010, uh, we just jumped in to uh, to that path. So it was, you know, it all started with, uh, you know, going to uh, sign up, learning that admissions really was either just about closed or closing, <laughs> and kind of needing some uh, special permission to uh, to enroll so I don't lose that semester, and mm -hmm. you know, kind of basically make sneaking it in just under the gun um and getting that started and then you know we'll go through it but um we really just accelerated um you know that whole timeline and and from august 2010 when i started uh the nutrition degree um fast forward to 2013 in august when i finished my master's degree and internship it was a really wow. jam-packed, adrenaline-filled, um, three-year amazing journey um, that I'll try to recount the parts that aren't a blur, um, but it was <laughs> certainly uh, certainly something special. So we, so I think that's interesting that you just had a friend that was like, "Hey, I'm going back to school. I'm going to be a dietitian. You should do it with me." and that must have really like sparked something inside of you because you said you really hadn't thought about it and it wasn't like something that was on your radar. So it must have been like, it must have got you really excited. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was. And I mean, talking about it now and, and looking back, it, it just seems, um, I guess it seems so obvious, uh, you know, at now, but at the time, I, I don't know why I hadn't connected the dots. I mean, I was aware of, of the dietitian, uh, you know, field as, as a, as an option. I really liked food and I was pretty good with science. So I guess A plus B should have equaled C, but it wasn't really until, <laughs> uh, you know, this guy, uh, you know, kind of just said that he's doing it, um, that I actually considered it. And, and, uh, I'm really glad that he did. And, and it was again, really good timing. And as you know, you know, the way things work with internship matching and, um, mm -hmm. you know, the, the timing of it all really has to go so well. And, um, you know, going back to school 
it was an investment in itself just from the you know decline in in taking a paycheck for a little while um so every i guess week every month uh, really counted so um having the conversation when we did um sneaking in uh you know again under the gun um to get to start when i did was really um instrumental in helping the whole process be as condensed as humanly possible so um you know i, I definitely have i definitely have him to thank um you know for for starting that journey and by the way he uh bailed on me later on and he then switched, I was gonna ask. <laughs> yeah then he switched and he switched out and and he's doing really well um in the nursing field um oh. but but he kind of left me on my uh you know left me uh, to, on my lonesome uh to kind of uh, see it through on my own he was just the can do it to you getting this achieved so you could follow your passion so i guess again like that's this other part of your story that connects you to these humans that got you to where you are today like your wife your class your business this friend it's so interesting definitely so and and i i i'm very you know I, i'm very aware of or i try to make myself aware of that idea of connection and just creating those chance encounters and um you know being being out there for the sake of being out there or you know taking meetings for the sake of taking meetings and you know seeing how how things kind of pinball off of each other so that is uh you know it it, it this uh you know it's such a, a great opportunity for me to really just kind of re recount some of these things that it, it's uh it, it's pretty um it's pretty cool to to look back and see you know all the things that that had to you know kind of go into place for it all to happen yeah, yeah. so okay so did you are you from new york then is yeah that so why you went yep. yeah yeah okay. so i'm born and born and raised in in new york uh, so, okay. and you know, that's really all I knew. And that's where I got my, that business degree It's where I got my, uh, nutrition degree. Um, so it was New York city, um, all the way until, you know, toward the end of, um, so in the middle of, uh, the nutrition, uh, degree process was of course, when I, like so many other students, I guess I've heard, um, found out about this little thing called the dietetic internship. Which, you know, was more than just, you know, finding some field experience, having the whole match process and, and how uh, structured it all was. Uh, I guess that part was pretty new to me. So then understanding and learning that the, there are internships all over the country, that there are limited, uh, you know, spots and also looking at it as an opportunity to, again, look outside of, of New York City to you know as a place to to live um we had you know we were fortunate enough to welcome our um our, our daughter olivia um during that time uh so then it was not just the two of us anymore it was the two of us and um you know now our oldest daughter and Aww. you know looking at raising her and looking at um opportunities around the country and um seeing what really spoke to us um, and then having that conversation be rolled in with, uh, the dietetic internship application process, um, really just kind of structured our, um, timeline, structured our, um, you know, I, I guess location, um, possibilities, 
And uh, we use that as an opportunity to kind of test the waters in, in some places around the country. And, um, you know, it wasn't before too long uh, that we discovered Houston and the energy here and um, the people and the lifestyle and uh, the commitment to family values and just everything that we really um, we really dig that's what, uh, you know, we knew that Houston was going to be the place that we wanted to kind of, um, you know, make our next move to. The only question was, would we uh, be able to match into the internship to make that happen? And uh, fortunately enough, we uh, we did, uh, you know, I was able to uh, secure a spot at the Houston VA and uh, got my dietetics career rolling from there. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Did you just kind of, when you were picking out a place, did you just kind of travel to different places as a married couple to kind of feel the vibe of where you wanted to live? Or how did you determine where you wanted to go? Yeah. So we did, uh, we did that. Um, we, at the time we had a, uh, you know, I have a friend, actually a, a close friend. We're still, we live only just a, a couple blocks from each other. Um, you know, they, they were in a similar situation, just, uh, you know, young couple like us looking to, um, looking around the country for opportunities. So we kind of, um, leaned on each other for, you know, gathering information and we took a pilot trip, uh, to Houston and just had ourselves, you know, one amazing, uh, weekend. And again, just met so many, uh, fantastic people who are so welcoming and, um, so supportive. Um, so we did a mixture of, of that kind of pilot trips and then um, going to some, you know, emerging community fairs and, you know, different events, um, you know, where, uh, you know, different communities might uh, show up and, and uh, you know, just kind of draw people down for different reasons. It could be for, you know, certain industries or, um, you know, just trying to get a feel for, for um, you know, the, the local vibe of, of some of the places that we, we were looking at. I think that's a great idea. And I think as, as dietitians, any, at any point in your career, if you start to feel stagnant, I think that's a great idea to like, go pick some places you want to visit and see if you want to like, just relocate and start a little bit fresh. Definitely. And, you know, being a dietitian, it's kind of like you're, you know, you're in the club a little bit and, and there's always going to be, um, you can always lean on a fellow RD or RDN to, um, you know, to, I guess, welcome you or, or, you know, you already start speaking a common language and, um, you get a feel for the job market. And, and again, you know, some of the, the local, um, you know, the local flavor on places. And, you know, it, I definitely, um, a big advocate for, you know, getting involved in, um, your local dietetic organizations, but also, um, in national DPGs just to be able to connect with people all across the country and, um, you know, keep, keep your finger on the pulse of, uh, of all these other communities and, um, just kind of looking out there. And I think the biggest shame would just be for, for someone to, um, kind of go without ever looking outside of, of their, um, you know, little, uh, little area that they, they know and, and, uh, I, I guess are, are used to. Um, yeah, I think living somewhere else or, or spending time in other places, um, jumping into a place with both feet and just really, um, taking that experience for itself really, uh, I think can do, can do a lot of good. 
And it's obviously worked out well for you that you don't plan on leaving. You love Houston. And so you did your your internship at the VA in Houston, which that had to be an amazing experience being there. Definitely. So the the Houston VA and yeah, VAs in general, you know, of course, they're they're teaching focused. Um, and of course, you know, as as an intern, um, you know, the stipend doesn't doesn't hurt either. Um, <laughs> you know, in general, Houston as a as a, a city with, with uh, you know, as cost of living wise, it's very, very economical. Um, Texas is, you know, very liberty leaning and, and, you know, there's no, uh, you know, state income tax, um, you know, taxes in general are, uh, I guess frowned upon and, and, uh, you know, there's, um, you know, a lot of, uh, it, it's, uh, a lot of business opportunity, a lot of, um, uh, economic growth and Houston in particular, just, you know, since we've, since we've been here. Um, it almost feels like it, it doubles in size, at least during rush hour, it feels like it doubles in size. <laughs> I so, yeah. And, and, and it, what's really cool is that everyone kind of comes here with this, um, this energy about them and, and just, you know, kind of, it's like everyone arrives with rolled up sleeves and, and not, not just because of the heat, just, just, you know, everyone's ready to, <laughs> to kind of, you know, Put, put themselves to work and apply themselves to something. And I guess it's, I could, I've never been, I think the one thing that stands out to me, if I can convey a sense of, you know, in life, I guess we, we, we crave a situation where um, we get what we put in and, and that doesn't always happen, but it, it just felt like everything that we touched here in, in Houston goes that way that you have absolute, um, you know, freedom to, to chase your dream, to, you know, build your, you know, build yours. And, you know, at the same time, um, you know, of course there's a lot of support here too. Um, but it, it just feels that you're, um, you know, there, your work is your own and you're, and you can, um, you know, you can really have the freedom and space and support from, you know, a very, um, you know, open-minded, um, community and, and market, um, to, uh, to be received in. So it, it, everything that we've done has just been met with, um, you know, a lot of support and a lot of, um, enthusiasm. Which has been probably the biggest encouraging factor of you opening your own practice, because that's hard if you don't have a good community that's going to support a private practice that you, that you're trying to grow and build. You are so right. I mean, that is, um, I couldn't, I, I couldn't have asked for a, um, again, a better reception, a more energized reception than, than I've gotten, um, in opening this clinic. Um, you know, it, it took, um, of course it, it didn't happen right out of school. Um, but you know, here that we, here and now that that we're open and and we've just passed uh, our second uh, anniversary um, of Aww. the clinic opening, so that we're now working on year three. Um, yeah, thank you. It's just been um, it, it's been so great in knowing that we have that support and um, people really are just ready. And and that's also the other side of it too. I think um, you know for a long time. Uh, you know, the, the dietitian being viewed as, say, the food police, I think that's going away now. And I think people are, 
um, you know, maybe it's what, what we've done as, as professionals to, um, you know, clean up some outdated practices or, um, you know, just in general, the way um, people are focusing more on their health. I think people really are, are ready to engage and that's, and that's super encouraging. That's awesome. And I think it's interesting, like you said, that the food police, I love that you're, that you're noticing that's going away and that people are wanting to be more responsible for their own health and not just letting it up to a doctor to prescribe medication and actually seeking out a dietitian and helping their health with nutrition. Definitely so. And, and, um, you know, it's, We'll do, you know, customer, um, you know, customer feedback surveys and, you know, get a sense for what, um, you know, customers value about our approach or what customers are looking for. And, you know, pretty much across the board, it is that, you know, that idea of, of individualized support, um, of giving people kind of permission to meet a desirable clinical outcome but through means that, you know, they're ready to take on and in stages. And I think just helping people, um, you know, understand, uh, understand their options a little bit more helps and um, just really being with them in the moment um, really helps and just helping them feel, um, you know, before anything else, you know, helping them feel normal, helping them feel um, comforted and helping them feel relaxed around um, you know, food, which has gotten so complex and confusing and, um, mm-hmm. you know, just full of angst for a lot of folks. Um, you know, I think really just resonates more than, you know, the, you know, the ultimate kind of, uh, you know, recommendation we're, we're hoping they, they take. Um, you know, I think it all starts with just, you know, putting people in a good position to, um, think clearly and, and make decisions that, you know, uh, align with their values a little bit more than, than maybe they, they've, they've had the opportunity to do. Yeah, I would agree. Cause you want them to succeed. I mean, that's the ultimate goal as a dietitian. You want them to succeed. Sure. So you have to kind of meet them where they're at in their journey and yeah. understand that. And I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I think one of the biggest ways I've, I've tried to grow as a, um, as a private practitioner is to let go of that pressure. Um, because when, when I opened up um, Houston Family Nutrition, of course, what I wanted to be known for more than anyth- anything is a, a place that you know, people can go to to get the results that they, they want to get, um, to be effective, to you know, ha- have people follow through, to, um, you know, to show impact. And I mean, it, of course, that's what any, you know, business owner would want is, is that, you know, ultimate satisfaction. But, you know, I found that the best way to achieve that wasn't necessarily feeling that pressure and transferring that pressure onto clients, you know, and trying to win at all costs, so to speak. It was really letting go. Um, that's been a whole lot more effective for us. Mm-hmm. Um, in just trusting, trusting the process, trusting the evidence, trusting the research, trusting, um, that, you know, st- uh, being a, a human connection first really does matter. Um, that helps, you know, us as, as, as a team 
not kind of hit the panic button when, you know, say it might, it might appear that a client is uh, maybe not progressing or a client is um, kind of reverting, um, just really staying true to um, the human connection side has really helped kind of keep, you know, our practice free from that, um, you know, that pressure, which really doesn't, doesn't help anybody. Is that, did you start out that way? How is that? Has it kind of transformed since you opened up, you know, almost, you know, going on year three, looking back at year one, has that kind of transitioned a little bit more for you or when you first opened? Yeah, so it, it, it definitely has been a, a transition. Um, so yeah, when we first opened, I mean, that's what I came up against. I mean, I found myself, um, you know, feeling, again, feeling that pressure and then maybe carrying more of, of a load than um, was sustainable. Um, it it might've shown up in um, uh, subtle, um, I guess, subtle communications that I wasn't intending, um, you know, where, where I might've been coming off as putting pressure on clients. Um, again, th- these are things that I, I, I perceive or things that I was trying to work through. Um, but what's been really in- influential has been, um, you know, approaching uh, some really fantastic people that I get to work with. Um, and I'll just back up a second and say that, um, you know, I built my practice within a counseling center, a place where there's a lot of uh, mental health therapy that, that goes on. Um, and the opportunity I get from that is to really just walk shoulder to shoulder with some amazing, amazing um, therapists and, um, you know, counselors and yeah, there are some psychiatrists here too. Um, just folks who you know, really spend a lot more of their time, um, you know, kind of helping people uh, with their, their experience as, as a human. Um, and that experience has, you know, um, been eye-opening in itself, but then, uh, getting a chance to approach, um, some, uh, you know, some of these people and, um, you know, just kind of take them on as mentors has really helped me understand, um, how I'm showing up, um, you know, as a, as a provider, um, and kind of check some of those things, like maybe some of the pressure, um, that I'm feeling and and how that can then come off and, um, get in the way of, of what ultimately I, I want to happen. So it definitely has been an evolution, but an evolution that has, um, you know, it was born from um, deliberate effort to develop uh, as as a as a provider. That's so. Did you did the the opportunity arise for opening your practice in that situation, or is that something that you kind of sought out as a practitioner to have that be part of your programming? Um, it's a little bit of both. Um, okay, and it's really it, it's it is both. It's affirmatively both. So I would have okay. done. I, I would have done it for. I would have done it um, intentionally, and it it also happened to be the best thing, um, you know, for me at the time. So I'll I'll tell you a little. You know, go back a little bit. Um, uh, and I guess I keep jumping back and forth in 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 That's time okay. here, which is great. I mean, I, I think you know everyone wants to build a time machine, so I guess I get to do it. <laughs> here on a podcast with you. And I think you, you're, you, you know, you've been a great driver and um, this has been, this is, this is awesome. Um, so 
after internship, I got to work for uh, the VA for five years and, uh, you know, as a staff clinician and uh, at the VA, uh, like a lot of public institutions, there's, um, you know, a lot, uh, there, there's a premium put on um, individuals who are going to show up for patients. Um, you know, I think system, systems wise, um, there are challenges, but at the individual level, uh, I think strong individuals can feel really good um, about the care that they can provide, knowing that, you know, the folks that they're seeing um, really need it most. And that's going to be across really every public institution um, that's out there. Um, and the VA in Houston serves quite a lot of people. Um, and the dietitian staffing, um, you know, is is of course, strong. I mean, the, the, the staff there is, is amazing and great preceptors and, um, you know, good structure within, within the department. But then uh, when you look at how many people we served and how many, you know, bodies we had to, uh, you know, to make that happen, um, it just puts a lot of uh, emphasis on, um, you know, us as individuals to step up to the plate in a lot of situations and kind of cover, um, you know, cover things and, you know, cover different areas and just see a, a wide variety of cases. So the opportunity for specialization, so to speak, um, you know, might go away there. But the end result is, you know, as a student and as a practitioner, you really, leave, you know, emerge very well-rounded. You, you've seen a lot of cases that you've had to do a lot of research on and, you know, kind of lock yourself in an office for half a day to really understand, you know, uh, what goes into, uh, you know, a, a bariatric surgery workup. Um, so, you know, different things like that. Um, so I forgot the question. Oh, well, just when you were thinking about your, starting your practice, did you yes, look yes, yes, yes. for, yes. Did you look for that mental health component? Yes. Um, so I would say, um, yes, there are two significant um, events that kind of, you know, have occurred at the time. For one, um, the, I guess my ability to step out and dare to, um, open my own practice and to take that risk, um, and to do it, um, you know, from a place of, of kindness to myself, um, really was born out of, um, you know, strong work that, you know, I've, I've uh, had an opportunity to do, um, you know, kind of in my own therapy. Um, mm -hmm. and, understanding that in practice, um, you know, uh, as a clinician, um, especially in the outpatient setting, um, really understanding the impact that um, evidence-based counseling techniques has on changing lives, um, but then also um, seeing how big a component, um, you know, mental health care plays in, um, you know, just, again, every aspect of our life. Um, it was really important to me, um, and, and I, I, it was very important to me to, um, to infuse that into, uh, my practice. So from that standpoint alone, I knew I needed to be in a place where I can incorporate that, um, element or at least, um, offer that, you know, immediately to, um, to my clients as, you know, kind of, uh, an augment to, um, you know, therapy that, that we were doing. Um, and in addition, um, the space that I'm in is, you know, a very revolutionary model. Um, it's a, um, uh, it's a space that, you know, it's, it's kind of one of the, uh, like executive space sharing, almost like a, a WeWork or, 
um, another, oh, yeah. you know, another type of, uh, you know, pay, uh, pay as you go, um, place, except it's built for clinicians. Um, so the space is, is ripe for doing really good, um, doing really, doing really good clinical work, um, versus trying to, you know, plug myself into, uh, you know, more corporate setting. Um, so, uh, and there's reception available. So starting off, um, okay. you know, on my own, um, you know, that meant not having to furnish an office that meant not having to, uh, you know, hire right away that meant, um, getting uh, up and running with, uh, with, a electronic medical record and all those things really, really paid off. Um, so, um, the space itself is pristine and it's, you know, I could, I could choose no better place to see clients in. Um, and then on top of that, um, being immersed in a, um, basically a life improvement setting. Um, I mean, who can ask for more? Right. That sounds so perfect. And I think it's interesting that you chose, uh, you know, like a lot of people do private, practice they do virtual and i think it's interesting that you actually see people in person there's not a lot of people like you doing that so did that ever did you ever contemplate either or or was it always you wanted to see people in person yeah i, I think um uh, so we do actually incorporate uh virtual counseling into our practice um the oh, way good. the way we have it here is really to um kind of enhance our access to in-person clients, although we've seen distance-only clients. Um, I think I'm still getting a feel for the, the, the differences or the nuances between, um, you know, digital counseling and or uh, telecounseling and in-person counseling. There are very, um, you know, basic differences. So like for one, um, you know, I guess the space I create for my clients here is one where, you know, a client maybe gets to step out of their, their day-to-day life and kind of step into uh, kind of a whole different world. Whereas, you know, the value of, of telecounseling is maybe I get to visit them in their world. Um, but the dynamic mm-hmm. is going to be a little bit different. Um, and so before jumping into um, telehealth counseling, you know, I, I, I'll challenge myself to, um, again, learn a little bit more about how to leverage that differently so that I could be most effective when I see clients rather than just trying to show up um, in the same way that I might in my own office, um, make sure that I can, uh, you know, understand the, I guess, best practices of telecounseling um, before taking that on as, uh, you know, as a kind of its own venture. Sure. That makes sense. That makes sense for sure. It's good that you, and it's always good to offer both, I think, or like you said, for the people that need that. But also like, I like how you said to be in their world too. Sometimes people feel more comfortable there and open up more. Yeah, definitely so. And and there's a lot of therapeutic value too, just to, you know, to see kind of here and now and just, you know, uh, work with a client, you know, say on a challenge it might be facing in the current moment or, um, working with them in the actual area that they, um, they're going to experience some difficulty. Um, you know, one thing that we do also is, you know, we, we will visit clients in their home in person too. Um, when, yeah, that'll be a, uh, again, it'll be built off of, um, you know, our standard therapy model. Um, but we'll visit them 
in the grocery store, with them in the grocery store, we'll visit them with them in their home and really try to close gaps um, in that way. And of course, you know, digital, uh, a digital visit would, um, you know, a digital visit would kind of serve a similar purpose. So we would incorporate it there. Um, so we do want to meet clients there. Um, it's just not something we've yet considered to just be a distance only um, type model, if that makes sense. Sure, sure. So tell me, share with me what a day in the life of Mo looks like. Because it sounds like you're pretty busy, like you have a lot going on. <clears throat> so what is a yeah. day? Is it a typical day for you? What's that like? Uh, great question. Um, so, uh, you know, a day in the life would, it starts uh, every morning getting up um, with my kids pretty early. Um, having... Um, and now I'm, as I'm talking, I'm thinking I've, I've done my son a disservice and just saying, uh, um, I hadn't really introduced him into the mix. Um, but we had, um, you know, our, our son Aiden, uh, when he, uh, during internship, um, okay. and we welcomed him kind of toward the end. And, um, you know, he was our, uh, our Texan baby. So, um, everyone <laughs> in the family was born in New York City, except for, you know, this little right. guy. He's our, our resident Texan. Um, so, so my day starts with, uh, again, waking up with, with the kiddos, um, pretty early where I'm cooking breakfast, uh, getting their, uh, snacks and lunches prepared. Um, you know, their mom, my wife is, is getting them, uh, you know, getting them up, getting them dressed and, um, you know, helping them, uh, kind of do the little, um, you know, parent, uh, escape room that everyone, you know, everyone does, uh, on the day-to-day -day basis, looking for clues to see how to get out of the house by, uh, you know, by, by the set time. And, you know, you find one shoe and okay, that must mean something like that. The other shoe has to be in this room. So, uh, she's kind of like doing, you know, doing all that. I'm, I'm uh, at the stove, I'm cooking them. Um, you know, I might make French toast. I might make some, uh, hot cereal, oh, wow. cold cereal. Yeah, just you know, really uh, get everyone's day off, started off. Started off right. Um, first thing I'll do is I'm going to check in with uh, my awesome assistant Jen. Um, she's been so amazing um, in helping our practice go to the next level. Um, she manages a lot of our um, professional relationships, our our, our with uh, other clinics, our contracts with clients. Um, she really does it all. She manages a lot of schedules um, for our, our contract providers as well. So, I mean, she's awesome. So well, I'll, I'll usually check in with her um, in the morning. And then from there, we'll, you know, I, I'll have clients of my own, um, check some email. Um, you know, we have uh, care contracts that we fulfill. So I'll be checking in with, um, with those, with my, um, contacts at, at those clinics too, um, especially if there's any, you know, uh, last minute scheduling needs, um, providing updates on, on patients. Um, we ha have a great um, uh, kind of PR team actually today, just before, um, you know, getting on with you. Um, so I get to um, uh, appear on uh, TV to do a, a cooking spot um, for the Texas Beef Council. And the PR team Ooh. that manages that, um, you know, helps keep me on the air uh, every month. 
Um, so just working with them on our monthly pitches and um, just trying to get us, um, you know, dates secured. Um, it's some precepting. Um, I'm big on on that too. Uh, making sure, um, you know, to bring along kind of the next generation um, or fresh crop of, of dietitians. So. Um, it's connecting with students who are just looking for some field work experience or, you know, reaching out to internships and recruiting um, interns for, for rotations. Um, it's my involvement with Nutrition Entrepreneurs DPGs. I get to host the webinars uh, twice a month, um, you know, and recruit them and just meet some of the most amazing nutrition professionals there are. Um, and just... Uh, you know, really, you know, yes, every day is going to be a little bit different. Um, it's always, it's always going to start off the same and then, you know, it's going to go in a, a whole lot of different directions. Um, but what's really been cool is, you know, I, I get to be again, doing what I love, uh, doing it for, for the people that I, you know, I care about most, um, and, um, just kind of enjoying the ride. Well, I, I, I had no expectation of our conversation and I'm blown away by all the things that you've done and your path and how your business is just totally launching off and doing fantastic. And you cook up breakfast for your kids. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like you're in a good space. Yeah. You know, I, I really appreciate you saying that. Um, it's, um, it's really, it's really nice to, of course, to, to hear that and to, um, again, get a chance to visit that from this perspective too. And I guess, you know, we kind of do and do and do, and maybe don't always get a time, you know, always get a chance to, um, really think about it twice. And, um, getting this opportunity has been, you know, it is really amazing just to, um, reflect on some of this stuff because I, yeah, I'm just really grateful for, um, again, to my clients, to my team, to, to you who are helping me get my message out, um, to all the media outlets that have, you know, uh, helped me from, you know, TV to the radio things that I've had a chance to do. And, um, to, uh, again, the folks at, uh, nutrition entrepreneurs, to my mentors, to my preceptors, um, of course, family. Uh, my kids and I mean, it's, it's really, it's really, it is, I, I think you you hit it on the head. I, I do feel like I'm in a great space. I think you need to send me, I want some links to your, your segments. Cause I want to, I love to see those and share those, the show notes too, at least a couple of them, if you have any. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I'd love to send them out yeah, for sure. Definitely. Thank you. Well, I, I feel like we could have like a part, to at some point in the future and kind of revisit and see where you're at in a couple Challenge Yeah, I accepted. think that would be great. And if I've ever, I actually have um, friends and family in Houston. So if I'm ever down that way, I will, I will look you up. I will, I, I will definitely show you around town. Um, I'll, I'll, if you, where you, um, I, I'll show you, I guess, all the, all the great taco spots, Perfect. all the great barbecue spots, <laughs> um, all, whatever you're into. All of it. Um, this is a, yeah, all of it. I, I want to be your, uh, your kind of key to the city here and, and uh, show you all, all the right. stuff. Well, that's awesome. I'm, I'm going to take you. I think, I think my mom and I are planning a future visit. So I will keep you in the loop on that for sure. <laughs> 
All right. I'm looking forward to it. All right. I have a few more questions for you. We answered so many good hard ones. Sure. You do have to share with me some foods that you enjoy. All right. Um, I, I would say, uh, I want to, I'll cop out first, but then I'll, I'll come back, uh, down to earth and I'll say, I, I really, I really like not having the same thing twice. I really enjoy, uh, variety. So I, I guess what I really like is something I've never had before. Mm -hmm. Uh, so whatever I can find that, um, that's what I'm going to go for. Um, and then if I have to narrow it down to a food, um, I, I would say barbecue changed my life. Um, I haven't, I hadn't had barbecue until I moved from New York That's to awesome. Texas. And, um, it's just, you know, for anyone out there who at this point has, you know, not had the opportunity to have barbecue, um, I would definitely it. recommend it. <laughs> well, you're in a good spot for that. That's for sure. Um, what beverages do you enjoy? What beverages do I enjoy? Um, it's a water guy. I, I got uh, a little canteen here. So really, that's just it. Uh, favorite color or colors that you have? Favorite color is going to be uh, my brand colors. Um, you know, I got the a little orange, green, the teal, um, all those. Those are good colors. I do like the, the combination of those together. <laughs> Um, and then favorite scent or smell? Favorite scent or smell. That is going to be, you know, I, I think that that's going to be house smells. You know, you like, like different. Like where you go to grandma's house, like how it smells. Yeah, or... I, I would say yes, that more than anything. And it, it it's, of course, my grandma's house. Um and, you know, I guess the house that I, I grew up in and um, I, re I remember the way my uh, the house that I grew up in, like the way it would smell when I would uh, come back from summer camp, um, you know, oh, and I, I guess yeah. different. Um, and, and recently we got we went on a, a little family vacation. We got a little cabin in the woods and that little cabin ended up oh. smelling much like a cabin that. Um, I used to spend some time in, uh, you know, as a kid in the summer. Um, and that was, you know, I guess the smell had a, a power to, to bring me back there. So that was really cool. Yeah. Kind of like food kind of does the same thing. Yep. And what brings you joy in life, Mo? Brings me joy in life. Um, I, I think it, it really is being in the moment with people. And if I, you know, I think about some of the activities that I feel that joy in maybe the most um, is going to be something like um, that annual, uh, an annual road trip that um, I get to take with my family um, around like the winter break time. And I think that really lends itself to everyone just being like, so in the moment, like all we have is like our own company where you know, on the road with just the things that we need. We're all discovering something new together and there's no worry about, you know, any homework tonight. There's no worries about, <laughs> you know, the, the, the covering clinic and there's no worries about really anything. Everyone is just so present and that's so, I would, it's so unique. Um, you know, these days. And I think it's something, um, I think it's what I enjoy most about, uh, about that activity. 
Oh, that sounds wonderful. That's coming up. It's coming up soon. Sure is. Getting, yeah. the, getting my uh, Google Maps all, all plotted out. So where are you going? Uh, we're going to go west. We're going to, you know, kind of forge further into the state than we uh, than we have so far. We, we usually uh, make it to about hill country, but we're, our intention is to push further out west and see some desert and, um, you know, just discover some new and quirky things. Big state. You have a big state. <laughs> sure do. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad we had this opportunity to talk today. And I do look forward to part two. <laughs> well, thank you. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it too. I really want to thank you for all the great work you're doing in this space. And, um, you know, I, I can imagine just how many um, individuals you're impacting with, uh, you know, with the program. And, um, you know, I, I, I guess I, in drawing from my own experience, knowing how, um, you know, satisfying it is to kind of share uh, my story with others. And um, you're, you're really good at what you do. So I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I love doing this. This is my, the best part of my, my day. So thank you so much. That was a super great conversation of what a journey Mo has had in his lifetime. I love how he spoke about exploring opportunities and changing the landscape of our position if we are looking for more in our lives. I also appreciate his approach to working with his patients in a place where wellness is all-encompassing with that mental health aspect too. I look forward to having a future conversation with him because I know he will be doing more great things in his practice. And who knows, he might go back to school and become something else in the future. Make sure to connect with Mo with his information linked in the show notes. And he does a phenomenal job in his media segments, which I linked in there as well. My website, Anne Elizabeth RD, is where you can read my latest Embrace the Hell Yeah blog post, as well as all my previous podcast show notes and links to things we talked about during all my conversations with these nutrition experts. My book is also available for purchase on my website, and I hope we can connect more on social media by finding me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at Anne Elizabeth RD. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.